What's going down, hip-hop world? This is the one and only Hip Hop Spot podcast, where we interview inspiring entrepreneurs within hip-hop and outside of hip-hop entertainment. And me, I'm your host, Brown96, all the way from Salinas, California, broadcasting to every motherfucker in the nation. Yo, this is the one and only Hip Hop Spot Podcast. Yo, this MC needs no introduction. He's an OG, a veterano in the game, in the rap game. Yo, he's been through ups and downs in his career, and he's ready to tell us a thing or two to teach us in our own paths. This is the homie Capone. Not to be confused with Capone. Yo, this is Capone, the OG himself. Yo, what's happening? What's happening, Capone? What's going down? Yeah, everything's good over here. Chilling, chilling. We're here with my, my cousin, Chino818 from Monterrey. All right, saludos. Hey, saludos, he said. Shout out to you, bro. You know, I mean, you need no introduction because you're the OG himself, you know what I mean? So you've been in the game for a long motherfucking time and um, you know a thing or two about this rap game, how how sneaky things are, how shady shit gets. And um, run us through your ups and downs, what you've been through and um, the advice you can give to upcoming cats, you know what I mean, what they should watch out for. Um, Pretty much just stay true to yourself. Like, you know, for the new and up-and-comers in the 20s, do your thing and watch out for these... Uh, these shady ass people that try to charge you for shit. Yeah, you're right. The game is, is shady as fuck. That's why I stick to myself and I don't really get going up to people like too involved with everything that's going out there because it's all bad, you know? Certain artists are just in the game just to fuck over fools, you know what I mean? They're not really like in it for the love of it. They're in it just for the money, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? What do you got to say about people like that? Okay, so what's going on there is just, as a recording artist, like... And this, and this happened to me back in the day, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, people call it taking a loss. I call it taking a lesson. Mm, okay. Like, if you don't know about your publishing, if you don't know about mechanicals, if you're not registered with a, you know, BMI or ASCAP, you're 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 prey. So all these mm. artists, all these all these artists that are signing all these people, know that you don't know about that shit. So every time, come up to like. Every time this shit comes on YouTube and every time it goes on Facebook or iTunes, these fools are collecting on your ass, you know? Mm-hmm. So you, you need to be smart about your music, you know, write your music, do your social media, and control your masters. Like, if you don't know about all that and you're going to go sign with somebody and ride with some label or some shady-ass spot, like, you're, I mean, look at Tupac. I mean, look at look at every look at everybody. They they all fall out and they all start dissing each other on records because when once they figure out the game, like oh damn, I've been getting fucked all these years. Mm-hmm. You know, try to especially with my Chicano rappers. You know, stay away from that shit. Learn mm-hmm. your business. Learn 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 how the game really works. It's it's pretty fucked up that we have to call it a game. You know, because <laughs> we're all doing the same shit. You know, like some kid in New York right now. As we speak, he's got a he's got his notebook open and he's writing some rhymes. Uh-huh. And he's gonna put it out there. Someone's gonna approach him and like it, like, "Hey, man, let me sign to my label." You know, here's a little bit of money, and he's all happy. But in the long run, he's losing. Yeah. No, but you're like right when you say, you know, artists that don't got their shit together, they're prey. Cause you know what I mean? There's there's people out there that just are focused on that. You know what I mean? Who's gonna be the next motherfucker to make us money? You know what I mean? Exactly. So they're acting. Not so much as a record label. They're acting more like a, a 
publishing company. Uh-huh. Like I'm, like they're keeping all your shit. Like you don't even know what's going on behind the scenes. You know. That's true. That's true. Take us back to your mentality of a youngster, man. Like before you started the whole rap thing, and like for an example, like a youngster that's coming up right now. Where was your mind at, uh, and how were you trying to like get away from all the negativity to make some positive changes in your life? I pretty much got forced into that shit because once my parents divorced, I left Detroit and ended up in uh, California. The lifestyle in both of those different states was very different. Mm. Like Michigan was cool. You know, we could ride our bikes around as children and fuck around. We got to California, that place ain't no joke. Like, you know, we got all the different bodies, all these people, gangbangers, and that was all new to me. Like, what the fuck? So yeah, I started getting in some trouble, and pretty much I was like, fuck it, this is the same for me, bro. So I ended up in the military. Oh, shit. And that was my turning point, you know? So, like, you got out of the you know military to see some other fucking war shit going on in the streets. How was that experience, man? It was crazy. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was kind of wild. In a way, it was probably the best thing for me because who wants to be locked up in the in the California penal system? Like, yeah. like who, who who wants that life? You really want that? Or would you rather be home with a, a wife and some children and waking up on the weekends, cutting your lawn and doing cool shit? Or do you want to be in fucking prison? I mean, you mm. can ask any OG in prison. They don't want to be there. Mm. You know? We all make mistakes. Some of us got caught. Some of us did. As far as me, like... Like, you youngsters out there, that gangbang shit, from my honest opinion, is played out. It's just, mm. it's not even it's not even cool no more. Like, do, do some good shit for your people. Like, what I do is Mexican rap, Chicano rap. Proud of it. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Do what I do, and I'm happy with, with my life. I just write fucking songs, and here you guys go. Check it out. If you like it, cool. If you don't, you don't. Anyone that wants to join the military, I, I would suggest you do it, because... If your family's not fortunate enough to have the money to put you through college, you know, you can get money to go to school. If you make it out alive, because right now we're about to go into another, we're about to get in war with Iran. I promise you that. Watch the news. It's just going to come up real quick. But yeah, if you join the military, you learn discipline. You learn how to be a better person, respectful to others. Honor your mom, your sisters, our Mexican women. Like I said, there's benefits to that. There's no benefits in gangbanging. Death. Or jail. That's all you got. Yeah. In your opinion, why do you think has has been taking us so long to wake up? It feels like it's a spell that w- that's been put on us, like some kind of brujeria that we just have our eyes closed and like we beefing with our own fucking selves and shit, and like you know we don't wake up off of this shit. Well, like I said, I was talking to Chino right now. We were talking about the same shit. It's like we're our own worst enemy. Mm. I don't move like that. Ask any Latino Chicano rapper out there. I try to bring us together like hey, do this do that oh I know this I'll teach you that for free because we're not you know what I'm saying yeah. but like you said it's like I don't fucking get it bro you could be no matter what kind of company you have a record label construction company a painting company we cross each other out and we, and we go out of our way to do that shit you know what that's the key word right there bro we go out our way to do that shit. It's like we have this anger within us or this this sense of like we need to be the best or some shit. It's like, nah, if we help um, within our own freaking communities, like that benefits us. It's not, you know what I mean? Like we don't get more out of it. It's like it benefits all of us. Exactly. 
because that person that, like you just said, if, if like what you have to offer, like you do these interviews on Spotify and all that, that that's cool. I, like I told you, I really don't do interviews because they usually turn into that B lad bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, I would never be involved in that. It's like, who, like who gives a fuck what I think, you know? Mm. But now we're talking about our people, and I, I told you. I'll do it for you. And it's like the first and last interview probably I'll ever put out there. That is fucking crazy. I'm going to first go out of their way to ruin your shit. If somebody comes on my timeline that puts out music, I'll share it. Mm. If, if, if it's good, I'll share it. I have no problem. It's not embarrassing me. It's, hey, look at this homie. He's doing his thing. You know, check him out. But a lot of times, motherfuckers won't do the same shit back because they feel like they don't want to see you higher than them. But I like seeing people higher than me so I maybe I can aspire to keep my shit moving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't see a competition. There's no competition. I don't. Songwriting is not competition. Because you're gonna listen to my song today, and I'm gonna listen to Slowpoke tomorrow, or Cornejo on Thursday, or whoever. You know what I'm saying? People people don't listen to music like like when these fuckers say I'm taking over the whole game. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to you today. I'm listening to. Snoop Dogg tomorrow and Jay-Z the next and then I might come back to you like next week. No one, mm-hmm. no one's taking over nothing. It's just songwriting. Yeah. You know, have a nice day, support the culture and keep it moving. Now, I respect that um, what you did with um, Sir Dino, man. How was that experience? I know that was kind of controversial or, or not. I don't know how you, how you, how you see the situation but uh, in my since I live in um, in Central Coast over here, uh, actually more like Northern California in Salinas, it's okay. it's a it's more of a rival type thing, blue and red and all that shit. But um, you know, how was that experience, man? And what was the the main goal to that collaboration? Okay, well, before we get into that type shit, you said you're living in Northern California, right? Yeah. And you're a Mexican, just like me. That's right. <laughs> and we're having a conversation. Yep. That's so that's beautiful. It's Mexicans working with Mexicans. Yep. Okay, so Sir Dino, I'm not gonna say nothing bad about him. When I was younger we had a beat. But I'm wiser and older now to know that what we did back then, mind you that what was that, like twenty years ago, probably? Mm. He has family in Texas. Sir Dino is not a bad dude whatsoever. Now, maybe his homeboys around him putting shit in his ear, and we we made a song. That's it. We sat down, his pen, and my Mexican hand and my pen touched the same paper, and he did the same shit. And we made a song. That's it. But then all the, you know, all the backlash, again, Motherfuckers trying to kill each other off. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? We made a song. And I'm not going to say nothing bad about the guy. You know, I met his mom. I met his dad. Oh, shit. That's cool. great. Oh, yeah. I was, I, I've been to his house. You know, he's not a bad dude. He's a really humble, quiet dude. But again, the politics get involved. And it's like, all right, so what? You know, we can't record. Like, we recorded that shit in Texas. He's got family, like, close close to where I live. Great people. Beautiful cousins, his aunts, everyone. They're, they're great people. We didn't talk about 
none of that gangbang shit when we were doing our music. So keep it music. I don't understand why the gangster shit has to get involved with the music. People mm. made it that way, I guess, you know? Yeah. I'm not like that. Like, if I made a song with a, a country singer, what's the backlash could be from that? You know, oh, he made a song with a cowboy or something. You know, you can't win, bro. So people have their own opinions. I'm not going to say nothing bad about Sir Dino. His homeboys that are around him are, you know, yeah, I don't like none of them fuckers because <laughs> they, they stirred up drama that wasn't even there. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't care what no one says about shit. There's this guy, Como se llama? Big Mister, I believe his name is. Well, he's a rapper, and he's from Northern California, And but he don't get on his Instagram feed and talk about, I'm going to kill Sudanians and this and that. He spits knowledge. You know? Gavato's, like, legit. Like, he's a, it's a family shit. And I appreciate, I respect that. So I don't, you know, like I said, I, 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 don't, I don't care about all that, all, those, all that shit. Yeah. And then with that, um, with that peace treaty that's going down, that's, you know, coming from the, the Pinta and all that with the Sureños and Norteños, I don't know if you're familiar with that. I mean, I heard about it on the internet, but we don't really got that kind of stuff in Texas and Michigan. Mm. You know, we, it's only in California. Actually, mm. I just, I was out there for like two months and it's like politics, politics, politics. Mm. Oh, man, this is like, that's so, they're really about, they're really about that life out there, you know, in Southern California. Yeah. As far as me, it's like, I just sit back, observe, and just wonder, like, damn, when's this shit gonna end, you know, for reals. Whoever's at the top of the food chain right now, to sit down with the, the, the opposition and say, hey, you know what? We need to, we need to make everything right. And when that word comes down from those higher-ups, everyone, everyone will fall in line. And just imagine, fool, if, the California rappers could come to Detroit mm. and the, the, the Detroit Mexican rappers could go to California or I can invite you to or Chino come to Monterey, Mexico come to Guanajuato we got you and everyone works together mm -hmm. yeah that's the way it should be but everyone's like nah I'm not going over there because I'm going to get fucked up and I'm going to get shot at <laughs> this yeah. is fucking it's ridiculous you, you know I went to Chicago to play a concert and it's like alright we might get killed we might make it out, but when you present yourself as a gentleman and you're just like, okay, I'm just here to perform, y'all enjoy the show, and you don't act stupid, no one's going to fuck you off, you know? It's just going to be a lot. It's going to be about love. Yeah, respeto is everything. Already. And it's funny you mentioned that, man, like coming together and all that. I was just watching a video on uh, in 98, uh, I guess this, this company, Insider Magazine, uh, made made history by like bringing all these like top hip hop artists like Latino artists together in in one spot. They brought like Big Pun, Joe, you know Fat Joe, Cypress Hill, Cycle Realm, shit. They brought the Linkin Habits together with them. They brought the Mexicans, Funk Dubious, Tony Touch. Man, they brought all them heads in one spot. How important is this movement to you? And like, were you like aware of this movement that they were trying to start? Um. Cycle Realm's like one of my favorites. Like Duke and Jack and are just, I mean, I don't know if they consider themselves Chicano rappers or whatever, but some of those motherfuckers are dope. Yeah. And then when they speak and when they do interviews, like when Jack and speaks, like that, that fool's just real. Mm -hmm. that, and that's cool they did that. Like I, I did one of those in, um, in Latin quarters in New York. There's like a little summit. And like I say, 
they don't got those problems over there. They can bring people together and everyone's like sharing ideas. How, how you do this? What's up with the publishing? Mm. What's up with the mastering? Who's who's the new beat maker? You know, cosas así, ¿me entiendes? Yeah. And it's just like the more and more you get over here towards this side to the west, it's like, nah, fuck that fool and fuck him and fuck mm. you and fuck Chicano rap and it's it's a different vibe once you start moving around the country, but. Yeah, like you said, when they all got together, and I'm sure they accomplished something, you know? Yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, shit, when I seen that video, I was like, it just opened my mind to other possibilities that we as Latinos can be doing, like, movements that we could be fucking doing around the nation, and it's like, we're not fucking doing that, and it's, well, what is it going to take for us to fucking do that, you know? It takes for someone to stand up and put their foot down, it's like... Enough is enough, because the audience don't don't really care. No. They're just there to see a show. That's yeah. all they want to know. They want to hear your song. They want to rock with you. They want to talk to you. There's another thing as an artist, like, don't be an asshole. You're not a rock star. No one gives a fuck. They just want to hear your songs, play your shit, go out there and shake hands with everyone that bought a ticket to your show. Mm-hmm. You know, go talk to them. You know what's going on with your life. You know, if they respond to your shit on Instagram, don't be a dick. Just write back. Hey, you know, I appreciate the follow. Or if they comment, comment back. Mm. Don't don't stop being a rock star. You don't want to be that type of person because people will abandon you real quick. Oh, yeah. Like me and Cornell, me and Cornell do our shows and we're mingling with the people that spent. You know, you got to figure a ticket to go to a concert with like 30, 40 bucks, bro. Yeah. So if you're making 10 bucks an hour, or fifteen bucks an hour. That's three out three hours that you worked to hmm. buy that ticket. So you went out of your way to buy the ticket, and then put the gas money to get to the venue, and then put your time to wait in line. And we're not good enough to come shake your hand. You know that's why. Hmm. We we move different. SKM we just move different. We're like a little like the people that fuck with us. We fuck with them back. You know, just be cool. You know, like, some people can't afford to buy the ticket. We have no problem. Like, hey, I want to go to the show. I can't afford it. You know what? How many people are with you? Three, four, okay. Your ticket's away if you're at the front door. Are you serious? I'm like, yeah. And they trip out on that because they think that we're just like some crazy motherfuckers, you know? We're good people. We're songwriters. We make music. Mm. That's it. Plain and simple. We got families just like you. Light bill, water bill, just like you. Car payments, just like you. We make music. Out of, that's it. You know, rock with us. We're we're not we're not bad people whatsoever. A lot of people can't say that they're like fortunate as as you have been in your career. In all your years of rapping, is there any promising artists that come to your mind right now that took an unfortunate loss and basically stopped making music altogether? There's this one artist that's, that comes to my mind. That's actually the dude that I was telling you that someone ripped him off and, like, he basically quit. And, like, you know what I mean? This motherfucker had, like, the whole package. You know what I mean? Like, he was dope as fuck. His, he was making videos and all this shit. And then she just stopped because of that. Well, you said the key word right there, quit. There's the key word. Like, I don't know him. I'm not, no disrespect to him. I mean, but he gave up. Mm-hmm. Now, why do people give up? That's the question. Like, why, why would you give up on yourself? Whatever his circumstances were, he just probably got tired of the bullshit. Mm. 
and he could have sat down and thought a different way. Okay, I got ripped off. I learned something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it this way. But when you give up on yourself, that's where you catch the L. You know what I'm saying? That's where you can hold that big ass loss and be like, okay, I'm gonna, I just gave up. You don't mm-hmm. give up, bro. Keep it. If, if that was his dream, like I'm gonna make music for the rest of my life and I'm gonna feed my family doing this, he would have kept it moving. You know, okay, for instance, if you have to ask them, if you get fired tomorrow from your job, are you never gonna work again? <laughs> or are you gonna look for another job? Right? Yeah. You just keep it moving. Trust me, I lost a lot, a lot of, a lot of money. Back in the day when we had physical CDs, physical vinyl records, all that. Those distributors were shady. Record stores would pay. It was all bad. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't quit. I didn't give up, but I just took a break, sat back and watched. Like, okay, how how can I get my music out there again? What am I going to do? So I've barely been back at it for, what, like two years? Since 2000. When the way? When we put the Rasa for Life? 2010? 2010. So like what? I took seven years break. I took seven year break. Yeah. Just analyzing, just looking at things, looking at numbers, looking at data. I go at my own pace. I release music when I feel like it. You artists are inspired to do your own thing. Like and put my Instagram on there if you guys want to follow me as Component Happy. If you're a serious musician, like you really care about your craft, you could you could direct message me and if you got a question. I'll, I'll tell you like, okay, I do this, do that. You know, how does Snoop Dogg say it? The game is to be sold, not to be told. Mm-hmm. I think the opposite. I think the opposite. Yeah. How yeah. come, why do you got to sell everything? Just give, give back. Give yeah. back what you know. That's what it is. Because you might be helping a family. You know, this guy's a rapper. And just by you giving him some knowledge without charging him, could feed this whole family maybe for the next hundred years because maybe his son's going to get into music and his daughter's going to be a slayer and y'all keep it moving because someone bless you with knowledge. Mm. But everyone wants to charge you for this, charge you for that. New generation. Everything wants to charge for it. Well, it's fucked up. Like I said, if you're an upcoming artist, anybody out there wants to talk to me, just direct message me on Instagram. If you got a legitimate question or you have a problem or an issue about the business, I'll tell you for free. Because you're my, you're my brother, you're my sister, you're my you're my Rasa. We gotta look out for each other. That's Simple as that. These fools, everyone lists your money, but money's not gonna get you shit. What a nice car! You could drive a fucking a BMW down the road, and that little beat up monster's gonna pull up right next to you on the red light. Y'all gonna get to the same place at the same time. <laughs> So if you're living for the gold chains and all that bullshit, instead of buying that $10,000 gold chain, how can you not take those $10,000 and go open up a a little art school for kids or, you know, homeless people or anything? Open up a studio for kids that can't afford to go to the studio. Hey, it's free, you know, by appointment only. But no, you want to go buy a ten thousand dollar gold chain and a hundred thousand dollar car? Shit's whack to me. Like every time I see a rapper with jewelry, it's like I'm not fucking with you. I'm just really not fucking with you. Yep. I like rappers that talk about shit, storytelling. Tell me a story. Tell me about your life. Yeah. True life. That that fucking hits me like in the soul, man. You you saying that shit? No, I mean it's for real. Okay, let's let's just look at music in general, like. People like Johnny Cash, um, Metallica. Who else? Give me another band. 
doing some Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Do you see them coming out with gold grills and chains and all that? No. They come out there and beat up Levi's, yeah. fucked up shoes, <laughs> because we're there to hear the music. Converse. We're there to hear the music. I think hip-hop is more like, oh, I got more than you. You're a piece of shit. I'm better than you. That's the, that's the only fucked up part. And now that shit's starting to leak into Chicano rap. What's been leaking into it? Because now everyone's trying to outdo each other mm. instead of like, with SKM, you know, we got um, Oxnard Pugs. He's going to be on the next show. He's oh, from Oxnard. I, that's the homie. Yeah. Okay. You see, Cornell reaches out like, this guy's doing his thing. He approached me correctly. Let's help him out. I'm like, I'm good with that. You know? You got the other homeboys from Oxnard. They're pulling up. You got Gangster L. He's coming over. Mm. You got Tony Gopple. Tony Gopple from Michigan. You know, I got my homeboy. Um, Ruben. Yeah, Ruben. From Corpus. He's in a metal band. You got um, Puppet PDR. He's from San Antonio. We all just help each other out in different things. And like I say, that that's how SKM runs. I don't know. These other labels are all fuck you this, this guy's whack, fuck Chicana rap, and all this bullshit, it's like, you're, you're, you're fucking up, you know, fucking up, write your fucking song, shut the fuck up, like in Mexico, we don't got these problems, you know what, no, we don't have these problems, you go to Mexico, it's like, do a hip hop show, all the different crews show up, everyone shakes hands, there's no problem, here in the States, you gotta worry about, okay, I can't go there, cause this fool's gonna shoot you, I can't go there, but you're a songwriter, how does getting shot, like if you write a song, how does that make Kill. crazy. What is one thing you would tell your younger self at this point? What would I tell my younger self? Yeah. Damn fool, you made it. Made it out alive. I'm not dead and I'm not in prison, so I did good. Yeah. Um, I've seen what the movements that Conejo's doing, like merging LA with um San Diego, you know, top rappers and shit. And that that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing, man, you know, because um People see that it, there's some kind of beef with San Diego and L.A. with certain rappers and shit, and he's breaking that barrier. That that's all love, you know. What I mean? And um, any any uh, future collabs that um, come within that that line of like you know breaking barriers. Well, like I say, in Texas and Detroit, we don't have barriers. Like we don't even trip on that. So like the Untouchables album just got released, you know. So you know, Misfit Soto's SKM now. He's on the label. Shadow's a cool motherfucker. Little one's been around forever. Yeah. They're all good people. We all might have different views on things, but they made it happen. As far as, you know, like I said, there's some beef going on right now with about Chicano rap or don't want to be Chicano rap. I stand my ground, and my label mates don't talk shit to me about that, you know? Mm. So everyone's got their own opinion, and San Diego's always been a stronghold in, in Chicano rap. Like, since way back in the day, since the 90s. Mm. You know, you gotta, you gotta think about it. You had Low Profile, you had Shadow, Little Rob, got some Mr. Drugs, Little One. Soundbreaker, Chicano Rob Magazine, Soundbreakers, everything. Yeah. You know, Capone was on it. He was everywhere. He was everywhere. So yeah, San Diego will always be like a major contributor to Mexicans making hip-hop music, you know? Hip-hop, Chicano Rob music. Yeah. Like personally, I don't even like getting to that to that subject of uh, you know, what do you think about Chicano rap and all that. Personally, I think it's like doesn't matter if there is a label or there's not a label. If someone, you know what I mean, it just depends on the artist. Like you know what I mean, there should be no no like beef on should there or should there not be. Like it's just you know what I mean. If you're good with it, you're good with it. There should be no beef about it. Exactly. 
like why like you know like I said no no disrespect to anybody like I'm proud to be labeled a Chicano rapper Mexican rapper because that's what I do you know Tucanes Tigres they do their shit they, they do Mexican music I just do Mexican music that's it if someone says oh you're fucking up well you put yourself in a box because you're doing that I'm happy right here there's no problems but I am. Mm. Right? I'm in my fucking lane. Yes, but I am. I stay in my lane. I'm happy there. And in your lane, Mexican. Yeah. I just my people together. We use Mexican. I mean, not to like, a- you know what I mean? Not to start no, no shit or whatever, but like, um, you know, all these rappers that actually make it mainstream, it seems like they have to sell, sell out. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, there's a Mexican rapper. I mean, he, he turned out to be a snitch or whatever, Takachi. So you have to fucking like color your hair and do all this shit to be able to be mainstream so you have to go and sell your fucking self out to be mainstream that's how shit gets you know what I mean if you don't keep to your like you said to your lane okay so Kakashi has a million what is that no I'm, I'm I'm trying to make a point okay my bad I'm talking about cousin he's right here that got a trillion more followers than I got. He's got way more money than me and you put together, probably. Right. But that's a trend. Yeah. Okay, so if you go listen to a song I wrote, maybe like, in, I'm not comparing myself to him because they're, they're doing business and they just hog the whole media. Same thing Donald Trump does. He hogs the media. And once you got the media by the balls, you're going to have your little run but eventually, it's all going to crumble because you didn't build a castle. You built like a little house, you know, you're just fucking up the industry. You're everywhere. You're doing all this shit. But 20 years from now, who wants to go back and listen to Takashi song? <laughs> when, when, like right now, Tupac wrote some of the greatest poetry that you could fucking, like, how does fool come up with that shit? And you'll listen to Tupac, you still listen to 20 years from now. You know what I'm saying? Music still alive. So his little music and that little whole extravagant shit, yeah, you sold out, but you're temporary. You don't write music that lives forever. Mm-hmm. When you write music when you write music that lives forever, you're good. People still gonna fuck with you. Yeah. That's why like people people still go to Earth Wind and Fire concerts and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, they 'cause that music lives, it just lives forever. They didn't, they didn't walk around fucking telling people to suck their dick and <laughs> shooting at fools and fighting in hotels. But that's social media now. That's the way it's training. But yeah. Like I said, I don't know how old you are, but you know who Earth, Wind & Fire is, right? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, the Commodores. Oh, yeah. Groups like that, you know. I love if them. Michael Jackson was, yeah. If Michael Jackson was alive right now and he had a concert, it would be sold out. Because he don't do shit like that. So those guys are temporary. You got to watch the trends of music. It's, it's really weird, man. Like, yeah, I just watch it, but I, I, I don't want no part of it. My job is just like, deliver a song when I feel like it, when I'm ready to put it out, and I'm happy and I'm content. There's, I don't want to be that guy. Mm. On Instagram, fucking talking shit. No. And like you said, man, it's a trend. It's a trend, and I get, I feel that once this started like a lot of other Latinos started doing the same following the same trends and you know what I mean dressing up in this like tight 
clothes and all this shit, which I'm not knocking it like everyone to their own, but it's like it's affecting it's affecting my own people, making them think that that's the way to go and it's not. You know what I mean? And like I said, it's gonna be gone. Yeah, it won't be here next year. Maybe I give it about another twelve months. Let's go back to the prime or back to the old school type shit because mm. people miss that. You know, people miss that. That's true, man. Like as a parent, like my kids. The stuff they listen to, I'm like, oh my god, like, you like that? <laughs> like, really? But they still like my shit, and they still listen to Nas and Karis oh, yeah. Ones and Public Enemies and Wu Tang. But I think, man, I don't know. I'm not knocking the new generation. Y'all do what you do because yeah. you're entitled to that. Like they're they're entitled. Like you can actually put out a song. We don't care. Mm. Make it happen. If you're happy doing that, you you know enjoy it. Enjoy your time on Earth, you know? But that whole Takashi thing, man, that, that whole thing's a, just a disaster. And I, and I saw that shit coming a long time ago. And right now, I even feel like it's a it's a, a marketing scam. I don't even think that's just really real. I don't believe anything that goes down on TV and shit. It's, it's all entertainment, you know? Exactly. That's what the television is to do, to keep you away from politics. There you go. You know, same like me. I make music. The time you give me those three and a half minutes listening to one of my songs, you don't care about politics. Because mm-hmm. when you're involved in politics, you control what's going on in your city, your taxes, and all that other bullshit. So the NBA, the NFL, the music industry, all that shit is all distractions. Sit, sit around and think about that. It's all distractions. I'm taking time out of your 24-hour day. You're like, who even invented the clock? That's mm-hmm. to keep your ass in control. That's real talk. Look at that clock. You live by that clock. Oh, shit. It's 4 o'clock. That means I have to do this. But if you went and lived in in the mountains or the woods, away from everything, you would live different. So, yeah, we're slaves. We're slaves of the clock, man. And the media. Like, me, I don't really watch too much TV at all. Now, what's your um, your input in, into this, man? Because um, you're going really deep in it. And then, like... um. I get the impression that a lot of people think that, like, Chicanos, Latinos, that all we talk about is just, you know what I mean, the streets and all this and this and that. But it's like, you know what I mean? We are deep people, you know what I mean? We are deep-thinking people. And um, why is it that we don't put that thinking process into songs? You know what I mean? Like, we, we put the opposite into songs. Probably because they're afraid of, to be that person. Because they want to be like everybody else. And they think what everyone else is doing is the way to go. But when you stand out from the crowd, you know, someone could do that. I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not, a, I don't even know what kind of musician I'm considered as. But I've written some deep shit. Like, if you pull up, like, the reels, mm-hmm. just type in on YouTube, Capone for reels, deep shit. Pull up Capone Ugly, that's the deep song. That just tell the real, the real shit that's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid. Of, I'm not afraid or ashamed to do that every once in a while. I just, I, like I said, I just do whatever I feel like doing, and I don't care what no one says. It's just music, bro. Simple as that. How come no one's really like out there pushing it? Because I don't think nobody wants to listen to that. Maybe they're afraid, or I don't know. It's freaking weird. What I think, okay. So what I've seen lately is like a lot of people I used to rock with back in the day that were self centered self like me 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 they matured more so now we're already in our 40s 
so we're more mature and like, like, hey man, how come we didn't think of this back then? Well, how come we didn't do this back then? And now we're all kind of linking back up. It's like we figured out the formula. It's just about being a good person, being humble, sharing your knowledge. You don't gotta charge everybody for everything, you know. Obviously, the music business, you know, people want to do features. You have the studio time. You gotta pay. You gotta pay the producers. Yeah, I understand all that part. Just share your knowledge, mm. spread it, because you might, like I said, you might be helping a family. This rapper that's been probably busting his ass for ten years, like, man, how come I can't make it? You might be able to bless that dude in one day and change his whole fucking life. Um, help me finish these sentences, man. A hip hop artist should be himself, be true. And write from your soul. How about, if I wasn't rapping, I'd probably be... Driving an 18-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Driving a fucking 18-wheeler. I fell in love with that shit, man. Um, I, I ain't gonna lie. I got my commercial driver's license. I back that motherfucker anywhere. You know what? Yeah. My cousin's right here, too. He, he's, he drives trucks. I don't, I don't drive them no more. I own my own. I'm not embarrassed to say it because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's what's life. That's way to do it. Okay, what else you got? One last question, man. The reason why I was put on earth is... To be a responsible, honorable gentleman, make music, and let the people around me that I love Remind them every day that I love them. That's what's up, man. That's, that's my job. That's what's that's up. Why I was, that's, why, that's why I feel like I was put here on earth. I could put myself last if it feels good. As long as everyone that I care about is good, you know, I, I send my love to whoever every morning, I've done my job. Hmm. Like I say, and I, I, I'll just add one more thing, you know, Whoever hears this interview, other, you know, Mexican rappers, just do your thing, bro. Keep it moving. Reach out to people. Don't be afraid to communicate. You know, you can message. Like, I'm approachable. You can message. Have fun with your craft. Like, you know what? It could even be, it could be so much even deeper. Like, just pretend like, so you say you make music too, right? Yeah. Imagine... If you could reach out, say you were writing a song like, man, I'm stuck right here. I'm, I'm fu- I can't finish this line. That you could reach out to any Latino rapper, that you, everyone that you know. Let's put them all together. Conejo, Little Rob, myself, anybody. Hey, man, can you help me finish this line? And they will write you back. Oh, yeah, I got you. Watch. That's called, that's called teamwork. Mm. Simple. It's so simple, but people won't do that. I'll do that because that's where I move. But a lot of these people won't do that because why? I'm not saying whatever I just mentioned is like that because I know these people. They're cool. But they're rock stars. Come on, bro. You're a songwriter. Mm-hmm. If you say, if you see your fellow, your fellow man trying to do the same shit that you do, help him out. I'm not saying you don't give that full eight hours a day, but if someone reaches out to you for a little help, Help them out. And like I told you, if, if any of you guys want to reach out to me, I got you. If I got the time, I'm going to write you back. And I always write back. It's just it might take, it might take one minute or it might take two days. Mm-hmm. just depends where I'm at or what I'm doing. But I'm always reachable. I'm, I'm reachable and 
let's enjoy your music career and if you have any questions or you feel your contract's fucked up or whatever, just hit me up. Yeah, man, that's what I feel at this point in life, in my life, that I feel like I, uh, helping others more than helping myself because, you know, if I feel that knowledge needs to be spread out more and there needs to be more real knowledge, not just knowledge of like, you know what I mean, like, oh, how many how many CDs that did, did your album sell? Which is, I mean, I guess to some people it's important, but it's like there's more deeper deeper conversations than one can be making about a certain artist. You know what I mean? Where it can teach others how to mentally deal with certain things, and it's like we we're not talking about that, and that's you know like I, I appreciate your time you're giving me, man, and uh, it's all love. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like another thing, like it's not all about views. Who cares if you, so if you're a rapper, right, and you put a video on YouTube and you get 10 views, that's dope. 10 people fucking looked at your video and they watched the shit. And then next week you might come back and now you got 25. And then before you know it, you got 1,000, 10,000, because you don't get discouraged by views. Right, by views. Just keep doing what you're doing. If, it, if the music makes you happy, my fellow Mexicano musicians, keep doing what you do. It's going to grow. It, eventually, it's going to grow. I appreciate you giving me this time, man. And it's like, we appreciate your music. And, um, you know, it's all love, man, like I said. Yeah, I appreciate you reaching out. And uh, good luck with your ventures. And keep your channel moving. Before you know it, you might be the next uh, fucking Shade 45 or something. <laughs> I'm not really looking for fame, man. I'm just looking for, like... Because me, I mean, personally, why I made this podcast is because I look back a lot on my, you know, starting off as an MC, And I look back and I start thinking, like, there was no guidance. Like, there was nothing out there, especially from the people that I admired as, as rappers. There was nothing out there that really, like, showed me the way, that paved the way, like, in the way that I wanted to see step-by-step step how certain people did it, how their mentality was, how the thought process was on certain cer certain angles of the game and stuff. And, like, there's nothing out there that's, that's inspiring. The way I'm trying to, like, you know, have this show kind of, you know, be inspiring and bring up certain uh, topics and uh, share, the, share experiences that I don't normally see in other interviews. And that's what I'm trying mm -hmm. to, you know, accomplish with this podcast. Like, each one, teach one type thing. Well, that's good. And that's why I agreed to do the interview with you. Like I said, this, I don't do them. And like I say, you, you got the only component interview, and I'm not going to do no more. I just, it's a weird concept to grasp, you know? Yeah. So, there you go, brother. Gracias, man. I appreciate everything. Well, I wish the best for you and your family. God bless you. And um, you got my number. If you ever need anything from me, you just hit me up. Tom, Igualmente, man. Right. I appreciate that. Igualmente, gracias. Or the SK mob. Yo, what do you guys fucking know about this fucking dope shit right here, man? That was Capone. That was a dope-ass fucking interview. Homie got down telling us a thing or two about what he knows, what he's learned in the fucking rap game. Yo. That was another episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast. And as for me, Brown96, I'll be checking out for this episode. Tune in next episode every motherfucking Monday. Yo, I'll be putting a new episode in there. Some new dopeness, some new knowledge. You know how it go. Yeah.